Welcome to Being Experiential Podcasting. I am Bethany Evans. <laughs> here with Aaron Pruitt, my co-host. You did this like big inhale and I was like, did I, what did I do? <laughs> I was trying to, to stop from coughing and I was like choking oh my myself God, like really a funny. noodle. But I felt like I was being really like uh, performing also. You were. You so were. Like, no. you, and you were. That, I heard that. I was. Well, this is, you know, we're just on a roll with always being um someone said that a listener was saying that you guys are always raw and real so we're just continuing that process yes always and especially in today's topic we're going to talk about we did a poll just this week and so we're going to capitalize it um on it and it's about softening softening so we're going to talk about how does one soften and what the hell does that mean and why is it important um, I had a friend who I said, soft. she's Aquarius like you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, duh, 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 every, like things would be like very like logical, pragmatic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With a little touch of harsh sometimes <laughs> in, in communicating. Oh, and you're then stupid. I, yeah. She'd be like, no, stop. Why are you doing that? That's dumb. Yeah. Stupid. And so I eventually turned to her and I said, well, no, I kept saying, well, you know, soften, soften. And one day we were talking and she said, I swear to God, if you tell me to soften one more damn time, I'm going to punch you. And she's like a good <laughs> seven inches taller than me. And I was like, yeah, she's, you don't yeah. know what, and I go, do you know what soften is? She's like, I don't have a clue what you're saying. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, don't you think if I did, I would have done it already. <laughs> yeah. She's I totally, I was like, oh, I've been saying this word to you for like a year. She goes, how do you think I feel? Right. <laughs> Like, oh. but I think that's great. I thought you brought up a good point and it got a, a good conversation of like things for us to talk about is we sometimes you can say these general terms or these terms that you mm-hmm. and I use all the time that that we tell clients or people and yeah. they're looking at us like and they don't want to ask like what does that mean because they'll feel like stupid yeah. like you know, they should know but I think it's important to sometimes define really general terms that like that because if you're, we just toss out, right. That we're like, yeah, just ground, just soften, just develop your inner knowing, you know, things like that, just connect. And they're like, but if you're telling someone who's never done that before, they're like, uh, how do I do it? And I know when I'm learning something new, I feel stupid sometimes to like, ask really Mm. like general questions of like, but like, how do you do it? Like, I remember yeah. one time the first, the first session I ever had with Kelly Evans, mm-hmm. I didn't, I'd never saged before. I literally was asking her, how do I sage my room? Like, really? <laughs> yes. so clear. Yeah. You make sure you clear the space. People are like, just clear. and I, so I had to ask like, how do you do that? Right. And, and, and I was just explaining to a client last night about like how to do those general things that of course now you and I have been doing these things for years now, but people who are just starting, they have no idea where to start. So you have to get down to the basics and be like, break it down. Totally. Yeah. And some, yeah. And sometimes I'm with you. So let's see. So soften. <laughs> and what we want to say is softening both Bethany and I, there's overlap in how we see the word or it's like a verb, really. It's a, it's an yeah. action mm-hmm. um, or being um, a perception of seeing something, but we have overlap. And then I think we also have our own definitions. Mm-hmm. So for me, softening is when you can pull in tenderness, heart-centered, compassion, slow something down so that you can have the experience of like, kind of like gently being aware or maybe even leaning into something Mm -hmm. rather. And when you soften, it's like you seek, you look for compassion, you look for understanding rather than I said, than certainty, yeah. like there's curiosity in a really tender way. If you, if I could put softening in a way of like, if you were to pick up a baby bird, mm-hmm. uh, softening would be how you reach and pick up that baby bird. If you're wanting to be gentle, not scare it, you're, yeah. you know, really looking at how you're impacting and coming at something. Yeah. Um, how would you describe softening? Yeah. A lot of that. I love, I love the word tender. I think that's the perfect word for it. Um, cause I was thinking about, cause at first I was like, I never say soften, but I've told that to people where I'd be like, Oh, you seem a lot softer. And it's specifically with men. I've said that to men mm. where I can feel their presence. Right. And, and so that's mm. what I was like. It's like a, a relaxing, like mm. if someone feels more relaxed to me or open, like, um, open energetically, like they're receptive, 
mm-hmm. um, just which means they're they're present and they're kind of like aware. So to me, it's it's yeah. about relaxing into the present moment and being aware of what's actually happening instead of being defensive or guarded um, or uh, you know thinking in the future or living in the past. It's about awareness in the present moment. And I think that really it's like going from rigid <laughs> to stiff to more flexible, fluffy. I, mm-hmm. it's very, it's not the truth because it's not gender set. It's not dren- no. gender driven. But when I think of softening, I actually think of a woman's body that feels softer and fleshier mm. and more tender. Yeah. Then I think of muscles and bones and, right. um, more milita- mil- militaristic movement. It feels a lot yeah. like, like almost like a ballerina, just gentle and sweet. So yeah. why the hell does someone want to be gentle, sweet, tender? I mean, we've, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it's no. been working for me to be right, to be like, mm-hmm. nope. Rigid. And, and, and yeah, rigid. It's, and it's, so we want to say that there's, that's the calling. So listen for yourself in this. So you mm-hmm. might say, I'm really soft. Great. Then just listen and you can validate it. And how do you describe it to invite other people to be like you? But if you're also can listen from where am I not soft? I think a really mm-hmm. powerful place is where do I get rigid? Yeah. Where do I get right? Where yeah. do I come out? something where I am just, I am maybe judgy. I may be like, ew, like it's, it's a lot of like, ew, yeah. like, yeah, you can get primal irritated. Yeah. sounds out of it instead of like, oh, oh, hmm. Yeah. Um, just look for yourself because usually when we're not soft, I feel like then there is a lack of, there's less consciousness. There's like, cause you can, um, and we'll talk about how do you be soft with boundaries? How do you be soft, but still yeah. not have, you're not going to be walked over. Oh it God. doesn't mean you're a. Is your phone on the desk next to your computer? Oh yes, it is. <laughs> Please remove it. <laughs> I am removing. So everyone, I can hear it I'm, vibrating. <laughs> I'm recording from a different location. Yes. I'm actually recording from a garage. So, um, <laughs> Limited space. My, yeah. So yeah, I'm but no, of, it's vibrating and I think everyone can hear it. So no, it was if not you were dildo, thinking, it was yes, not if you were thinking really that exciting. too, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear it. I had no idea. Well, I know it's hard. when it's yours, you don't hear it. Yeah. Anyways, like, okay. of, like making the noises by yourself and you're like, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> you were like, hello. And you're like, what, right? what am I doing? Or yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like when I say, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh yes, to, have, to be to be mirrored. Yeah, right. Okay, so <laughs> I can't. Okay, Jesus. Uh, so, so why is it beneficial to right. soften? Yes. Yeah, I think we already said a lot of it. For me, what I thought about was it just allows for more understanding and compassion of yourself and other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a, an element of trust that you can receive like you you can trust and then receive rather than be on the defense so Mm -hmm. and I love what you said about being curious like and leaning in it's more about um collaboration and Mm -hmm. co-creation with somebody um when you soften that's more possible than I'm right you're wrong or they're right I'm wrong and I think okay so we we asked each other what grade would you give what did you say? The softening skills. I actually, this is where I feel like a total dick. Why? I was going to give myself a higher grade. I did. I gave you a higher grade. No, <laughs> higher than what you gave me and, oh. and give you the grade you gave yourself. Oh, well. So I'm like, there. okay. So I don't know. You, sometimes you, but, you are soft. Okay. So I think it's with, and you've said this before is with like clients, you're a lot softer with Mm -hmm. people who are closest to you, you're not as soft. (laughs) Yeah. And Bethany's like slowly entering into that and I'm getting more like, like, you can see the difference. Yeah, I can. I absolutely can. And Um, it's finding a balance to what I realized is like, because as we were preparing for this uh, episode, I was like, okay, 
where could I be like kind of doing that internal work of like, where could I be softer? And that's something that I'll share is um, a little bit later is like really balancing my nature, mm-hmm. you know, your, my true nature with where I'm really like letting myself be fully me and seen, mm-hmm. which is a lot more abrupt and rough than when I am being really like conscious and sensitive and aware And I have made the decision. I'm of service here. I'm not just Aaron being Aaron. Um, What what number did you give yourself? Because I gave Aaron 75% and I gave myself 65%. So she gave me a solid C and herself a solid D. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to give myself a B minus 80%. And I was still going to give you five off. I was going (laughs) to give you still a D. Oh, well, I try. (laughs) I think... I think it's the only thing, yeah, is, um, I think it's a, it's a, it's a switch for me. I could turn it on, on and off. Not that I can always turn it on and off, meaning like I go, I'm going to be soft. It's just, I might be doing it on or doing yeah. it off. It's uh, an active practice for me, honestly. It, yeah. So. And I think the one area of softening that I'm working on actively is patience. That is yeah. definitely an area in my softening skill. Like if you were to look at it, like in subgroups, I'd be like, me too. Yeah. And it's, it's, again, I think both of you are, you and I are similar is that we have patience for certain things or certain people in our life. Um, Mm. but not for other people or other situations. (laughs) No. And I think you, uh, yeah, you and I, where we get like, um, like, yeah, where we can be like, really, oh, it's sometimes very different people. It's almost yeah. like we have a few of the same. And then there's like handfuls where you're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, what the hell? And then <laughs> we'll flip it. And you're like, really? Oh. And I'm like, oh, but <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, what is softening? Like, how does it show up in your life, Bethany? Like when you. Okay. Aaron, it shows up <laughs> <laughs> to me when I think, when I was sitting there thinking about like, how does a person show up? if they are softening, it's like having eye contact, smiling, like open body language. You know, you can tell like, and that when I mean like no crossing your arms or, mm. um, you know, things like that, that all, all that kind of, uh, stuff with your body language. Um, uh, someone who listens more than they talk. So someone who's an active listener, they respond instead of react. Um, they're present in the moment, which is again, goes along with listening more. Um, and showing intimacy in sharing their emotions, which means they're, they're, they're actually comfortable sharing exactly how they're feeling um, and being vulnerable. That to me is like what it looks like if a person's soften, you know, softening. Um, and I think yeah. that body language thing, if we break that down a little bit, mm-hmm. I think what's really <clears throat> helpful is to maybe just as on a personal level is like, when do you notice your body language, A, is an indicator that mm-hmm. you are not being soft, you're getting maybe more rigid yeah. or cause we can have muscle memory where we like unconsciously cross our arms and we're pulling mm-hmm. back. Now people could read it as something, mm-hmm. but it's really what it is, is how does it feel for you? Yeah. Is your, is there certain things you do that yeah. actually keep you that hinder the softening process? Yeah, definitely crossing my arms. If I start to cross my arms, I I notice that I'm uncomfortable. It's like, I don't know Mm -hmm. what to do with myself. (laughs) So I start to do that, you know? Um, Or if my, like, if I, if I don't want to face my body towards the person, like the Mm -hmm. front of my body, I notice like, especially if like, it's like a partner or like my son or something, and I'm feeling closed off or like, I don't want to be open. I'll um, have my back towards them or more like my body shifted away from them. Um, I also like sometimes get fidgety mm. and, or crossing my legs or yeah, it, more so like, or I'll play with like my face or something. Mm. Yeah. What about you? I think I, I lean back. Mm. I sometimes do an extreme of talk too much or get quiet. <clears throat> like, so I'm trying to mm. convince so that mm. clear when I'm trying to like <laughs> change your mind. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell the difference when I'm like, having a conversation that's flowing right yeah so I'm curious about like like Bethany what do you think about that oh and it could be totally different than mine when I notice that I'm open-hearted I want to hear what you have to say 
Yeah. And you can probably, as a bystander, could see the flow. Yeah, yeah. When I'm not soft, I either get dominant, probably in the way, uh, more argumentative, but I'm not a big arguer. I'm more of a try to convince or debater. Like, so it's a little more subtle Mm -hmm. or I get quiet and I don't and I shut down. Like, I'm not going to let you know what I'm thinking. Right. That's how I get, I shut down more so than talk over, but I I can also over talk, but I'd shut down more, more so. And that's, and that's a thing that I, you know, I've had some clients who are like, no, I'm not trying to dominate the space. And I would, and I encourage people like, you know, you could dominate or avoid domination. It's all Mm -hmm. in the pool of dominating. Like, so I say, this is a, I don't know if everyone's going to agree, but I believe I've seen it enough. I don't want to be absolute about it, but I have a belief system. If I were just being raw, Aaron, this is not my totally tapped into my sweet turned on of service, but I believe people dominate people or avoid domination, like being late. Like if you're always late, I feel like you're either trying to dominate me Mm. or whoever you're late with. Um, So if you're late, you're trying to dominate them or you're avoiding domination mm-hmm. because if we agree to a time and you don't honor that, there's something I believe at play it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, there's so many things, but I will like clients. I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. And people are pretty good. But if you're in my personal life, like mm-hmm. I've had conversations with some close friends, like, Hey, here's what I believe. I believe that it's first of all, it's a lack of integrity. Yeah. Also this, this thing at play and, and, and I see myself, the way I dominate a conversation sometimes mm-hmm. is by not playing with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're not going to, you're not going to get to see me. And I yeah, think withholding is a way of controlling. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me to soften sometimes is to stay in the conversation or also to stay in a conversation, but maybe even like say how it's landing for me. Like this is making me uncomfortable. Yeah. I, am I ouch? That's kind of stepping on a belief system I have and I don't know how to respond to you. I'm, I feel myself getting annoyed. Yeah. And in the conversation. And I noticed that softening is to own that my side of the street, but like, it, like the, like when I'm soft, I look at the conversation. I don't personalize the person yeah, when yeah. I'm rigid. It's like, really, you're going to say that? How rude are you? Mm-hmm. Rather than like, oh, that, that, that comment sounded rude to me. Mm-hmm. And I think I know when I'm speaking in a way that keeps, that keeps the conversation flowing. And when it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, I like that example of the time thing. How can you tell when one person's doing one or the other? Can you? Is it in like how they show up? Like if they show up, because I would assume like someone shows up. You could be a little late sometimes. I know. And it's not to dominate. It's not to dominate. It's to avoid domination for sure. That's what I think. Totally. Yeah. Cause I've come and I'm apologetic and I'm like, I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm such an asshole. I, I didn't mean to be late. You know, that kind of thing. It's not, I, I'm, I'm never actively trying to dominate anybody. I'd rather submit. (laughs) But I think it's a way, it's a passive way of dominating. It's still passive by avoiding domination because I'm still waiting for you. Right. I'm at your beck and call (laughs) when you show up. Yeah. But I think that, that what it is, is the feeling of always constantly being dominated had me, that's like my form of control. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave. And it's also an unconscious thing. It's not like I'm consciously like I'm no, gonna wait yeah. until the very last minute to leave just so that she's waiting for me, you know? No, yeah. Um, it's a, it's the unconscious thing of avoiding feeling like the other person has control over me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that like, so like our friend Kelly mm-hmm. totally would be late. And I, t- and she, I, we talked about this years ago and she's like, what do you think? I said, oh, I think you're actively dominating me. Mm. Like, I think that you, I think we do things to feel safe. It's not yes. like yeah. this aggressive act, yeah. but it is unconscious acts. And so to me, when we start to dissect who we are being in the world and we're dissecting who we're being in the world and we're ta- and we're wanting to be more conscious. It's consciousness is to me, not just I'm connected to my intuition. I'm connected to source. I'm in a prey, you know, it is, I am responsible 
Yeah. Or how I show up in the world. Mm -hmm. And if I show up and I offend you, but I'm okay, it's, it lands with my values and I've checked the boxes of what I believe is the best way to be in the world. And it still upsets you. I'm sorry you're upset, but I'm not sorry. I am the way I am. Yeah. Then there's other times that it's like, yeah, yeah, that's on them that there's something, but there's other times I think some of us could look a little deeper and be like, wait a minute. Why did I, did I have to say it that way? And what I think we could see it too is in sibling relationships sometimes. Like, you know, yeah. we like are kings and queens of knowing how to push our siblings' buttons oh, or totally. our parents' buttons. It's like, mm-hmm. watch this. Like, my one sister, yeah. <laughs> my brother and I laugh all the time still. <laughs> push. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, here she goes. My sister, Teresa, would hate, you couldn't call her a bitch. Oh, God. She would like hang up on you. And so if you wanted to piss her off, you'd just be like, button, bitch. ready, bitch. And then she's like, <laughs> gone hung up or yelling and oh my god like that takes something like okay wait I'm frustrated right now but do Mm -hmm. I is that a conscious movement to push her button Mm -hmm. yeah like why am I doing that and is that is that my best self yeah right you know so yeah it's about yeah becoming aware of like yeah are you doing it on purpose like are you do are you consciously doing it because I think a lot of the stuff happens unconsciously yeah yeah. Yeah. And I think if for those listening going, gosh, I want to soften or um, I want to, for me, sometimes I also want people to be softer with me, especially yeah. like in my relationship with Carl, he's mm-hmm. not the softest human. Um, he would get a lower grade. He'd probably get like 35%. 30, I was going to say 35. <laughs> <laughs> On a good day. Like, it's just like, but he's just not that way but I want that and so I have had to like sometimes I'm modeling it yeah sometimes I'm asking for it mm-hmm. um so it's kind of like if you want it are you also in doing it yourself right yeah knowing the person because you know like law of attraction we manifest what we put out exactly yeah <sighs> so um it's slippery slope <laughs> yes <laughs> Okay, so here's the great question. How yeah. do you manage softening, right? Mm-hmm. But also like boundaries? That's a good question. Um, because I think I went from, I've gone to the extremes of like not having any boundaries, which to me is like mm. being too soft, <laughs> too yeah. allowing, too receptive to then having really hard, rigid boundaries because I realized what I was doing. So now I am in that space of where I'm trying to balance the two. So um, to me, it's a, a level of trust that I have to develop with within myself, like trusting that I can handle whatever it is that comes to me. Um, mm. Because I think that for me, like when people, I think soften is also like being vulnerable, right? And like I said, being open and receptive. And so- mm-hmm when there's a fear around being vulnerable that you'll get taken advantage of or that, uh, you'll get hurt. Um, so, uh, the level of trust that even if I do, if somebody comes at me and I, and I'm being soft and they, they're rigid and they're trying to fight me on it, like Mm -hmm. I'll be okay. (laughs) I'll still be okay. So there, (laughs) there's that level of trust of knowing, um, that no matter what happens, I'll be okay. Um, and then if I, if I notice that I'm actually closed off, like for me, the practice is like, which shows up as like being immediately judgmental. If I'm irritated, if I'm short tempered, I know I'm being closed off is I have to check in with with myself to make sure that it's either like, do I need to have this boundary? Right. Or do I need to soften? And and I think Mm -hmm. it's being honest with myself in the moment. Like, is this person coming at me in a way that doesn't feel safe and they, it's all their stuff or is it me and my stuff and me just being uh, judgmental, you know what I'm judgmental of them mm-hmm. because it's triggering me. Um, so is it my own trigger or is it their trigger? That's kind of how I balance it is basically in the moment, noticing how I react to certain situations and ask, is it asking for me to hold a boundary or is it asking for me to soften and lean in? Um, because sometimes it could just be fear. It could be mm-hmm. me being afraid to open up when it's actually safe for me to do so. Um, and then there's the other times where it's not, it, it's not safe for me to open up and it's actually better for me to hold a boundary. So do you what think you? that, do you, Go ahead. I'll answer that question. And then I have mm-hmm. another kind of part two. Um, I think for me, it's 
to, I think I'm a real, I've gotten better at front loading my boundaries, mm-hmm. almost like warning, warning, follow the, like, this is who I am. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to play in the sandbox, just here are the rules or here, not really rules, but here's what my, I would want. This is, if mm-hmm. I, it's my sandbox, here's what I want. Mm-hmm. I guess it is rules kind of. And then <laughs> I'm like, I don't like it, but yeah, yeah. like expectations. And then it makes me feel safer to say like, mm-hmm. Ooh, we don't hit each other with toys <laughs> in the sandbox. Right. Okay. Or, yeah. Ooh, that's very passive aggressive communication. So I think for me, there's a lot of front loading yeah. expectations so that I can, and I'm really big. I, I like, I, you know, I communicate like nobody's yes. Like, what does that look like? Let's break yeah. it down. Mm-hmm. How would that show up? Like, and I think it's just the work I do. Cause I see that's the breakdown with people is they just the communication style. There's a lot of interpreting. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to be so clear. Um, but that's sometimes hard for me. If I feel like I've been clear yeah, and they're still breaking my rules, right? <laughs> then I think that's when I can be a little, like I can get rigid. Like, so what part of point to the sign. Right. Did we talk about direct communication, this passive aggressive thing or aggressive aggressive communication doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something I'm playing with. What I think, what I was going to ask earlier is I think what I'm working on is balancing both. Mm-hmm. I think there's an opportunity. It's not an, or it's an, and so it's, mm-hmm. I can be soft and have boundaries. Yeah. Like just because you're not safe for me to be around or you're not safe to have this depth, like there's not, maybe we're having a, right now, okay, just everyone know, like this is like the political versus the day after the whole thing with the Capitol, Mm -hmm. everyone has different opinions about it. I have very strong opinions about it. Yeah. Um, But to have those heightened conversation politically, right? So if I'm talking to someone who's really different, comes at, has a different set of political beliefs mm-hmm. and than me, I um, am trying to, like, it's a really good example of me trying to be soft and open, but also have boundaries. You know, I was mm-hmm. just having a conversation and I said something like, <laughs> well, I need you to know, Bethany, you were talking about this before the podcast started, I don't just look at, we're talking about candidates and, and clearly me and this other person don't have the same political beliefs, but we were doing our best to have a a civil conversation about it. Yeah. And I said, but I got to tell you, so it was, it was um, me softening was to say, you know, I come from a very feminist point of view and I come from a belief system. We're all trying to do our best. Mm -hmm. You know, so I won't come at someone like, well, they're an idiot. I'll think, well, where did they try to think? Why did they think that was the best? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like staying soft with my belief systems, sharing with him while maybe being like, okay, how do I not, how do I also say things where I don't step over something like, oh, you need to know I'm an ally for that group. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I'm trying to be soft, but Mm -hmm. also if you're going to say something and this person didn't say anything, but I've been in conversations where it's a homophobic comment. I'm like, Oh, how do I say something like for me, that lands like this, that I don't make them wrong, but I also don't stay silent. Yeah. So I'm trying to walk the line. That was a really long explanation. I'm trying to walk the line. (laughs) It's important though. Well, because I think that's what we're, I think in general, most people try to do that is, and what we're realizing is how do we still interact with people on a daily basis? Because if we had all these expectations and rules and if anyone broke them, we were like, fuck you, you're out. We wouldn't have Mm. a lot of people in our life because people are going to break the rules like, or they're going to step over it, or you're, you're going to have to Mm. learn how to also hold those boundaries, hold those expectations Mm. you have. To me, it's about respect. Right. Um, And like you're going to have to learn how to still be in relationship with some people or interact with some people that you don't necessarily agree with while still holding your own, your own self and your own expectations, your own uh, beliefs. Um, Mm. So that's what I hear. And I think that, that uh, we're doing it a lot in society is like, we're realizing like there's a lot of people who have opposite beliefs that uh, in us, (laughs) like people we're closest to, like 
how can we still love that person, which is softening and seeing that, okay, how they feel, even if I don't agree to them, it's valid, right? How can I, and Mm. I don't want to make, I don't want anyone to make me feel wrong for my beliefs. So I'm not going to make that person feel wrong, but I'm also not going to stand by and not say anything about what I actually believe. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to stand. And that's like holding your boundary, right? Is not taking it personally, not allowing that person's belief or feelings about it to affect how you feel about your own. Um, Yeah. And I think that- And I think stretching. Oh yeah. Go ahead. No, you go, Bethany. <laughs> no, I was going to say what you had you had brought up about uh, setting the foundation for rules reminded me of what I tell my students um, in the classroom is like, that's what you do. If you don't want to have to be managing behaviors in a classroom is you have a set ru- expectation of rules for the environment that you state in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these mm-hmm. are all the rules, right? You go over it every day. If you break any of these things, there's consequences. Or, you know, this is what we need in order to keep a respectful environment for everybody, you know? Yeah. So it, it reminded me of that because I feel like a lot of people don't do that. And that's something you've taught me in dating is mm-hmm. the, these are my expectations. This is what <laughs> I'm looking for and not wavering from those, you know? Yeah, it's the it's the different relationships where I think that I kind of like, oh, like, so if you and I have the agreement, because it's like we have a working relationship or that we have a friendship, it's a choice. You choose to be my friend. Here's what I, and it's, fun, it's funny, I have a friend that I tease. I say, she, I go, you've gone from like some rules to a manual. Like, <laughs> I think we want to be aware that the manual might be too much. So that's rigid. That's a little yeah, rigid. <laughs> like, uh, but um I think, but I've, where I'm learning too is my day to day, how I, even with work, if you're going to, if I'm going to work with you, here's the rules. Here's how I play. Mm-hmm. Is this something you want to do? Yeah. This is how it looks to work with me. It's an agreement. But that, yeah. But it's, <laughs> yeah. if I met your, let's say boyfriend. Yeah. That's where I struggle. Mm-hmm. My struggle is in the second degree. So you and I have this agreement. <laughs> then you bring in someone new and I'm like, oh or I like in-laws or something. So then what happens for me is the mashup. Mm. You and I have these agreements, but then you have your agreements with your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And then I'm trying to navigate that relationship. And if it's consistent to what we agreed to, or it's close, I'm okay. But if Mm -hmm. you, it's also like with parenting, right? So I have a friend I don't have a friend, but let's say if I had a friend who we have these agreements and then their child comes and like, we're really, and they yell and scream and trash my house. Like that's extreme, but let's Mm -hmm. just say Mm -hmm. it's very inconsistent how I parent. Yeah. I struggle then like, Mm -hmm. "Ah, like I don't have rules for that. I don't have Mm -hmm. rules. Like they are in my sandbox and I want them out as quickly as possible. If I don't, but do you not feel comfortable? Like, like, it's just because the other parent is there like if it's in your house like if it's some if it's a child in my house at a restaurant okay at a restaurant restaurant, I'd still be like uh at a playground I'm I'm like like, the uh, I'm the parent who like parents the other children when they're not being parented (laughs) but see but okay let's say that you and I had that agreement right yeah let's say we had that agreement then you bring in a girlfriend yeah you know that about me. Then you bring in a girlfriend and then she looks at me like, did you just parent my child? Yeah. Now I'm like, uh, cause she didn't have that. That's happened be- to me before. Yeah. yeah. Like where and she then was I like, think- I think it's okay. Like you don't need to, but I'm just like, Oh, but he's being like, like you know, shit. Like, <laughs> a little shit. Check it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, I, or they don't assume the best about me. Like what's wrong about with my parenting or, or you're in a relationship. Like I think one thing with the boyfriend is if you're in a relationship that's your man, maybe you say, this is what I want. This is what I'm committed to. And then I see the relationship. I'm like, that's not what she said she wanted. Yeah. Like I see you getting small or I see something. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, I still struggle Yeah. with, I will struggle with him because I will make him the object of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But I will talk to you because we have the agreement. I will definitely, but I will struggle in the relationship I have with him because I don't um, cause I'm struggling with your relationship you have with him. So it's really, it's, it's a rigid place. So that's where I'm kind of like, how do you stay soft? Yeah. How do you have boundaries? And I have had a couple <clears throat> times where I'm like, you know, I had a, a college friend and just 
loved her. But then as a mom, her kids were just like, she looked like strong, like so stressed. And her Mm -hmm. kids were like, good, but it was, they had like habits with their mom. Yeah. And I remember telling my mom, like, I don't know if I can hang out with her. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, Aaron, we call those shelf friends. We put them on the (laughs) shelf until kids get older. Oh my God. (laughs) Like it's a boundary. Yeah. Like, and so like, I've had to like adjust. There's things like that, but I, I'm trying to I think it is figure in the way out that, that second degree is my, yeah. my tricky spot. It is. It's in the way that you approach it. I think you already mentioned too. It's, I think that's what I had reflected on too, is how do I, how do I soften while hold boundaries when you need to? It's, it's in your approach with communication. It's mm-hmm. not get, being very clear about what your boundary is mm-hmm. or what the boundary is, but softening in your tone, you know, the language mm-hmm. you use, um, all of that stuff. And I noticed that specifically like with my son, when I have to hold a boundary for him, but mm-hmm. you know, it's something he's pushing back on a lot. Like, don't lose your cool. Like, <laughs> don't, you know, you just keep, keep even like, you know, and a loving language and, and just like validating their experience around it. Like I see you're upset. I know you're upset about this, but it's not going to be this way. Um, and so yeah, learning how to communicate it in a softer yeah. way, you know? Yeah. And I think you point out like not personalizing, which is so hard because it's yeah. such a reaction. Personalizing is like almost sometimes it's breathing. really hard. Well, like, if ugh. someone's coming at you and they're not taking responsibility for their feelings around the situation, that's why you personalize it because they're trying to throw it on you. Right. That's what projecting mm. is. And I think that's why sometimes we do, I mean, not always, but I, there's sometimes where if somebody else isn't taking responsibility for their part in it, that's when we start to personalize mm. it, you know? That's why responsibility is so important. Yeah. And sometimes I want to, we're going to ask, Bethany and I are going to share some tips, like practical tips on how do you actively try to soften Mm -hmm. in with your, and with yourself um, is when it comes to someone personalizing something, it's like almost like a dance. It's like they set the rhythm. Like, you're like, oh, you want to dance here? And obviously you're like, what the hell? How did I get into this movement? And it's like, wait a minute. And I try to be like, when I notice it, Mm -hmm. I might be like, hey, you know what? I am finding myself getting really reactive. I have to look at, like, that's an opportunity for me to look at. And could we maybe shift the way we talk about this? And assuming goodwill, assuming like, hey, someone wants to partner, like they want to dance with me and I see them to slow it down. Or what do I need? What am I, what are, not verbalize needs that I have right now, say it. Yeah. And if then they're like, yay, nay, or yay, but don't do it. Then I, that's maybe where I put up boundaries going, you know what? I'm just finding myself not at my best talking to you about this. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe I just, I just feel like maybe right now we shouldn't talk about this or maybe yeah. shelf this or um, until I'm in a better space. And just owning it rather than like, I hate the way you talk about this. You're kind of like making me wrong and that's pissing me off. Like there's yeah. such a different language of yeah. leaning in with responsibility yeah. and leaning out and being like, yo, you, yeah, you got it's problems. Your fault. <laughs> right. Yeah. You are the problem. <laughs> You're Yeah. And, and yeah, so that's, that's just something I think that, you know, to consider. Yeah. So what are some of, we were talking about tips, like what tip, mm-hmm. like practical tips can someone say, okay, look, Aaron, I'm Bethany. I'm trying to soften. <laughs> I'm, I'm great in these areas. I suck in these areas or soften, huh? Yeah. Um, maybe we could bounce some ideas and tips for everyone. Yeah. To me, it starts a lot in the body. So noticing mm-hmm. what your body is doing when you're having a hard time <laughs> softening, where are you holding tension? in your body, right? Like getting really, and, but I, you're, it's actually the time where you have to sit still, be still, breathe, feel like, feel what's happening in your body. Um, because I think if you're, if you're like coming at something like this, you're Mm. not softening. That's you like being in attack mode. I'm going forward in the, (laughs) towards the (laughs) the camera, you can't see me. (laughs) Um, so I'd say it's feeling every part of your body and noticing where you hold the most tension. And that Mm. starts with sitting still for at least 10 minutes, like you give yourself 10 minutes of sitting still, deep breathing, um, going over. Really? Every... You don't think you could do it in five? 
Well, I mean, I'm just going to throw that out because my clients look at me sometimes and I'm like, can you take 10 minutes a day? They look at me like- I also think it's an excuse. Like, (laughs) do you really want like 10 minutes literally goes by so fast? (laughs) I don't know. It depends. Is five minutes really enough? Sometimes it takes me, my body, it depends on your nervous system. It takes my body sometimes longer to sit and actually regulate and not be fidgety and not like want to get up, you know? So you're talking about softening in- when you're feeling tension or you're triggered, mm-hmm. you're saying take this time to be quiet and be to get out of kind of the dip of where you're activated. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I wasn't sure if it was, I wasn't sure period. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, it's, I think it depends. Like if you're sitting, listening to it and you're, you're saying you notice, like you actually acknowledge, okay, I don't think that I am able to be soft. I don't even feel soft right now, even in yeah. your relaxed state. I think it's also a good time to just sit still and do, you don't have to be triggered, uh, but you can be it. But I think this is the best time if when you're triggered is to, to remove yourself from the situation and to be present with what's happening in your bodies. And then specifically like tension. I know you, like if you have, um, muscles or certain body parts that you are always holding tension in, or they're sore, or they hurt, that's an indication of a specific emotional or spiritual something that's happening. Um, and you can just like Google that, <laughs> you know, to see like, yeah, um, if you have it. Right. Yeah. If it's in your um, lower back or your shoulders, yes, there's sometimes right. meaning people yes. have studied it where they're like, actually that's oftentimes correlated to blah, blah, blah. Yes, exactly. Um, and, uh, and then I think journaling too is like getting helps. I think soften, like you, if you get really clear about, the thoughts that are happening in your head, mm-hmm. like you can understand maybe why you're not softened, like why, why you're so mm-hmm. guarded. Um, so journaling or like what Abraham Hicks calls is like following the good feeling thoughts. So mm-hmm. learning how to notice what you're thinking mm-hmm. and how it makes you feel. And then from there choosing better feeling thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, uh, I don't know how to give example. I'm so bad at examples, but like, you can say like, oh, I'm so lazy. Uh, like, you know, that's, that's, that doesn't feel good. Right. You're like waking up, you're like, I'm so lazy. I didn't want to do anything. Like what's a better feeling thought. Um, I don't have the energy to do this right now. And then what's a better feeling thought from that. Um, I actually think I need more rest. Right. And so you get to like, you keep kind of go upwards in turn in terms of like, um, what, what feels better instead of like spiraling up with words, Yeah, spiraling up. Yeah. And, but in a, in a, doable way it's it's similar to like lifting weights i'm not going to mm-hmm. go from 10 pound bicep yeah. curls to 100 pounds they're probably the likelihood of me being able to even do a one yeah so sometimes people say like go find your joy your bliss and you're like i'm pissed right now <laughs> exactly <Bliss laughs> right so, so you have to get present to what's happening within you first and address that and then you can slowly work yourself up to getting to your joy if that happens you know but mm-hmm. I think it's just addressing what's actually happening in the moment. And I think for me, one of the things I do is I hold my breath. So for mm-hmm. those of you who are like me, when I find I myself holding my breath, oftentimes it's actually a um, a physiological response to stress yeah. um, or fear or something coming at you. So we have a tendency to hold our breath when we're scared or tension filled. So I when I notice I'm holding my breath, I have really tried to work on myself to be like, wait a minute, what's, what's going on? Yeah. I might not know that there's tension yet. Yeah. Like my body is all is, it's funny. Cause in some ways the body is more dense and harder to move forward. But in this way, the body is the compass. It's like the sensor that mm-hmm. says, whoa, 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 something is making you feel tension. Like I'm already yes. finding myself getting a little more rigid, pulling in, feeling unsafe. And then I'm yeah. like, hold on, take deep breaths. Yeah. Yeah, And then I'm with Bethany's is knowing maybe two is play with the whole to how much time do you need yeah. to, if you feel triggered, like, Oh, I just talked to my father-in-law. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we talked about gun control again. And you know, yeah. like we talked about the way I parent. Mm-hmm. And so you go, okay, all right, let me go practice. <sighs> on average, it takes me about 10 or it takes me 20 minutes. And that's maybe something you share with your partner. Like I got myself wound up. I need to unwind and like, okay. And then how do you call in support? And I think I'm piggybacking on Bethany is like at telling people too, what helps 
you, what helps you soften? Yeah. People are not, and I'm a big believer, they're not responsible for you to soften, no. but they can be your champions in that process. Right. And most romantic couples are like, yes, no one really wants the argumentative tension no. partner. So yeah. they're usually like, yes, how, yes. how dear, yes. how can I help you? <laughs> exactly. Especially <laughs> the men. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. right. And I absolutely agree with that. So if you can just play with it and figure out how long it takes you to kind of unwind, And then the flip side is like, as Bethany said, just, you know, how do you get good feeling thoughts? Abraham Hicks is a great reference. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Esther Hicks who channels a group of conscious um, entities. Souls. Souls? I don't know. Yeah. For it that she channels. Um, One of these days we're going to get a channeler on. Yeah. Have you uh, ever been read by a channeler? No, I don't think so. Um, no, I haven't, but she, there's this, but I listened to one of her books. Uh, God, I can't remember what it was called, but it was literally all about that. It was so many examples of how, of how to choose better feeling thoughts, <laughs> mm. like, which I think is really great. Like tangible examples of like things that are happening in your life or thoughts that you're actually having and mm. how to, to shift out of that. And one of the things I'm doing that, so I'm saying this inside of, I'm I want to put a warning label on this warning, warning, no mastery, just practicing. Right. And I was sharing with Bethany too, is that I, um, I'm working on giving myself that, which I feel like I'm not getting. Mm. And especially in my romantic relationship, I'm looking at what am I, um, if I feel not heard or if I feel not like I'm not getting a tender softening, mm-hmm. a tenderness or affection, I have just, and this is literally, I've done that. I've do this, but I am like trying to take it on to a level where I can potentially master this. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just was here stressing about chords and I was like, oh, and then I was in my head, like Carl, oh, like, I managed everything. What I said to myself, the story in my head was I'm managing everything because yeah. he was gone and I was making sure kids were on school because they're still the remote. And and then I have to jump onto the podcast. So I'm like, I'm annoyed with him. And it's mm-hmm. amazing because we could be annoyed with someone who's not even remote in the room. Right? He's 30 miles away. I know. <laughs> He's really good at annoying me. He could do it from yeah. afar. Yeah. Um, and I found myself uh, heavy breathing tension my shoulders go up and so I was like okay what do I need right now Mm -hmm. and so the first thing I did was like I'm just gonna sit I'm gonna get sit down get comfy I'm just gonna actually come in earlier and tell everyone I'm starting even though I wasn't starting for a good seven minutes (laughs) and then I texted him and I was like you know what I need you to get a cord I need these things like I'm not gonna try to figure this out can you mm-hmm. get me these things yeah and then Bethany saw him fumbling around in the garage trying to get me everything yeah I <laughs> and I still you saw me you still saw me get a little annoyed like could you do that quietly yeah <laughs> so yeah like I was Carl's in here no. he's gonna yeah you're like don't worry he'll be done mm. before we record or something like that so, <laughs> yeah he's behind me can't see the faces I'm making to Bethany like rah, 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 rah. it was like if I could gossip in a face I was doing yeah. that so I totally own it oh boy but my commitment is like what can I give myself now and I have a tendency and I wonder if listeners do too I have a tendency I'm seeing it in romantic relationships I'm not seeing it in other relationships quite as much but I'm seeing it that I if I choose to be in love with you and you're my romantic partner I expect you to be tender I expect you to fill my bucket of needs and I'm challenging myself like okay how do I do that for myself Mm -hmm. and that and and I don't know what that does to the relationship but I'm playing with it in a way that I'm fully responsible Mm -hmm. for my own needs and the and the key to this too is reading we're reading the pussy book and I think that is um I was imagining being radiant. Mm. We'll talk about it in the panel, but I was like, okay, I'm going to radiate self-love and I'm going to take care of myself. And I swear in the last like three days, every time I did it, Carl comes and gives me a kiss. Carl comes and like, do you want more water? Yeah. Like I'm seeing it happen. I'm not a master. Cause there's other times I'm like, radiate this, sit on the bed. But I just, I, 
you know, are, still is there human. Any, yeah. So <laughs> I'm practicing. Yeah. Good. That's One awesome. day I'll be able to say, oh my gosh, I'm so fucking good at this. Right. Yeah. And now it right. feels very hit and miss. Well, yeah. Again, yeah. You are mastering it, but it's in the process of. Um, yeah. For and Bethany me, gets to be a witness to it. <laughs> I know, right? I love it. It, it helps me, like, because I'm not. Well, I mean, I just started dating somebody, but I'm not in like a long-term committed relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's interesting for me as a single person to like see all these things and, you know, mm-hmm. like take it in and be like, okay, like that's nor- that's normal stuff. Like if it happens to me, like you know, I don't feel as mm-hmm. bad because um, yeah. I know it happens. Like so for me, the, the closest person in my life that I see every single day is my son. So I have a hard time softening with him mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Um, for one, I think it's the, the, uh, the polarity too of it. Like me being a woman, he's a boy and we have, there's a lot of differences there in like the way we do things. So I mm-hmm. sometimes am impatient with him, especially like with schoolwork because I'm homeschooling mm-hmm. him. So that means he's not on virtual zoom mm-hmm. classes. It's all me teaching him. So I sometimes get impatient when he doesn't want to focus. And I know he understands it. Like I know how smart he is and I know how much if he were to just look at it and think and use his intuition and, you know, like trust yourself and all these things, like, I know you're going to get it, but he immediately goes to like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, try, like, well, think about it. Look at the letter, look at sound it, you know, like that kind of thing. Carl says, I don't know a lot. And I did the same thing. thing? I'm like, well, it's to me, to me, it feels like, and he's only six and a half, mind you. (laughs) That he's like, (laughs) And I feel even bad saying this. Sometimes I'm like, am I too hard on him? Like he, to me, it feels like just a lack of responsibility, a lack of like, and, and I, and I do see that I also created that in how I used to be with him. Like I'm so attentive to his needs. He's an only child. Like now I'm a single parent. So like I can determine his needs before he even, you know, needs to say it out loud and I can meet them immediately and I can find things more quickly than he can. So it's like, you know, I've trained him to rely on me for things because he knows I can do it better only because I'm, I'm an adult, you know, like, and I've been doing it longer. So I, it, to me, it's a lack of responsibility on his part that I see. I also contributed to. So I get impatient with him and like, I need to like, you know, I, I am soft in the beginning, but as soon, but if he, the more he starts to be like, uh, 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 I don't want to do it. You know, like that kind of thing. I'm like, Kingston, if we could have been done already. Like <laughs> we could have been done already. <laughs> I think with Carl, I told him, I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to work on being okay with, I don't know. But when you say, I don't know, before I've even finished the question, oh, I'm going to challenge uh, that you even took a moment because I, think the sentence is not me. even out of my mouth. Exactly. That you're, that there is a, not even trying mm-hmm. to see if you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, confident especially when it comes to emotional stuff i'm confident you don't know a lot more there <laughs> you're quick to be able to know than in a logistic like how would yes. we get there exactly let me find out like i'll yes. get i'll hear a let me find out and i'll be like you know i was really hurt by that comment oh how does how what got you to say that and i'm not even done and you're instead of like let me take a moment and think about it it's like i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know <laughs> It's a way to pass off responsibility. Soften, soften. soften. No, you do fucking know. I'm asking you to sit and feel into it. Um, I think I do. Like, okay, I hear that that's your stance, but I, I feel like there's something else here at play. Yeah, and And that's where you learn how to soften. Is yeah, I'm actively. I have not mastered that with my son, but I am working (laughs) on it. Yeah, it's, it's, and I, and I would invite for people to a tool that I would recommend is ask, like first get a definition for you. I think soften is self-defining. What Mm -hmm. does soften look like for you Mm -hmm. compared to, it doesn't have to be Bethany and I are just giving you a jump off, like a launch pad for what that looks like for you. That's only half of the conversation. I think the other half is talk to people that are closest to you. Where do you think I'm soft? And let me define Mm -hmm. what soft means to me. Mm -hmm. Where do you think I'm not as soft? Where do you think I can grow? And I, it's funny because I'm so quick to ask. I feel like compared to like other people are a little like, it's it's not even a consideration to ask people around them how they land for them. Yeah. But I- I'm a big pusher for, and I do it with clients a lot because I'm like, you, if, how do you know what the weather is? You might guess, oh, it's cold. But if you want to be more accurate, 
you have to take the temperature. So mm-hmm. take people's temperature yeah. on how they, how you land for them. If you care what they think, if you don't yeah. care, if it's the father-in-law <laughs> who you're like just building boundaries with, yeah. okay. But if it's the mother-in-law who you really just want her, you want a connection, mm-hmm. then ask yeah. and ask in a way that has them understand what a soften means. Yeah, totally. I think I could get better at that, at asking people for their reflections. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, and that might, you know, I think it deepens relationships one, people get to give back, but it also might give new information. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like as you are growing and developing, we can grow and develop it's hard to grow and develop in a bubble. You're usually growing and yeah. developing an environment. And when yes. you can have your environment cheer you on to be your best self. Yeah. Now the key though, here's what I think is people avoid being dominated. That's true. So they that's don't want to know. So you may be, that's something you can look at Bethany is like, maybe I don't want to know. Cause I don't want to be held accountable Yeah. for being better. I don't know. That might be. I well, think- I think it, that def- I think that is part of it, and I think it's also just a trauma response to feeling so dominated. Like I, like nothing I ever said was valid, mm-hmm. or like maybe there were times where I was actually, you know, like I don't know, the way I was acting was was okay. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Where where sometimes I I think I just got such mixed signals there, um, or like signals that how I felt was never right. Therefore mm-hmm. it was like, I'm just going to not check in with anybody then because they're always going to tell me I'm wrong, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it, yeah. And that's, and just so people know, we're kind of heading to the end of this, but the, that's something to know too, is like, what keeps me from softening? Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a little work to do yeah. there. Yeah. And, and I, as, as, uh, Bethany, I've talked about, like, sometimes that's like talk therapy. Sometimes that's yeah. someone like us who coaches and uses intuition and uses more the spiritual metaphysical tools. Sometimes it's energy work, Yeah, you know? Um, so just being an inquiry and kind of saying it's, it's like, if you're going to go on a trip, I want to get here. So I want to get to the grand Canyon how would I break down the trip to get there? Yeah. What's in, in my way? Well, I don't have any money. Okay. So how do I build up money? Like, or who do I want to go with? Mm-hmm. And then br- breaking it down so that you can actually land in the place of where you're, where you're going towards, which yeah. I feel like the world could use a lot of softening. This is p- part of the conversation. It was too, it's pro- so timely. I'm like, Oh Lordy. Yeah. Going on social media or news. I'm like, Oh, well, yeah. I think I was thinking that too. When I was reading the writing my notes for it, I was like, this is like the perfect time to talk about it because we're like, how do you have, how do you soften towards things that you like really go against what you believe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I 1000 with you. And yeah, that's still the question though. <laughs> you want to be like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? But really, you know, but you don't, you don't have to do that. You can just kind of sit and know that I'd say people will, will reveal who they truly are through their actions. And it's more so about just allowing that to happen, (laughs) you know, and And that's how you soften to it is like, not, not being defensive, not trying to like attack it or whatever. It's just like, Mm -hmm. have compassion for like, I actually feel sorry for those people because they must be so miserable or they're so unaware of how they're impacting people or what they're doing, you know? Do you, do you feel like feeling sorry and compassion are synonymous? Feels different to me. No, no, no. Listening. (laughs) I'm like, no, they're not. I I was like, oh, no, they're not. Uh, I think they can't. I think it's a fine line though. The way is that an entry point for you? Like it starts with like, I just feel sorry for them. And then like, it opens you up. Yeah. You feel sorry for them. Cause you're like, why would they be acting that way? You know, you're kind of like, dang, like you first, you're kind of like shocked, like what? And then you're Mm -hmm. like, why would they do that? And you're like, man, they must be really hurt. I kind of feel sorry for them. And then you're like, well, actually, actually kind of, you know, they probably have a lot of healing work to do. So, you know, and that's like following better feeling thoughts. Like (laughs) I'm just going to send them some love and healing because that's obviously what they need. Well, we hope yes. this helped and we're going to tackle some more common terms and mm-hmm. like how practical ideas, but a lot of the feedback, um, Bethany and I get back 
is like, we appreciate you guys diving in, like you guys doing it first. Yeah. You ladies, <clears throat> sorry for the cough. And then you kind of create space because lots of people can share, like, this is how to mm-hmm. lose weight. This is what I'm trying to do. Here's, I'm using yeah. the how to, but here's what I'm taking on. Here's the emotional side to it. So mm-hmm. our hope is that we humanize this process yeah, and make it more available to all of you to understand and apply. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause you're going to, I mean, you're going to mess up and it's not going to be perfect. So <laughs> And we know that anyone we are so good at it. We are yeah, so good at which is up. why we don't edit these things ever, <laughs> and why we just like crack jokes in the middle of it or call each other out on what we're doing. Um, <laughs> because yeah, I think that's a good point. Is that you look on social media or people who are influencers and they their life seems so perfect, right? Or they mm-hmm. it's like a highlight reel. Social media is just a highlight reel of what's yeah. going good in someone's life. So remember that everybody experiences the same human emotions, maybe not at the same time or in the same capacity, but it still is there. So yeah, it's just about making things relatable and yeah, you're not alone in doing these things. So (laughs) also let us know if there's anything you would like us to talk about. Um, We're very open to hearing from you. Yeah. And it's so funny. So if we, especially if we say something common term and you're like, what the hell is that? DM us and be like, call us and say, what the hell when you say blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, so that's, we are challenging ourselves to break it yeah. down. We give you permission to reflect to us what we, where yeah. we can <laughs> get you better. Know, yeah. Get better. Be Clearer. better about explaining. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us. We are excited yeah. to hang in there. We're going to have intuitive hits with Nicole, one of our listeners. So listen to Nicole, who's also an Aquarius. Yes. Awesome. Kind of streak here. <laughs> All right. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.